3-1 White Sox in the first game of four this season between the Cubs and the Sox. And this is the CHGO Crosstown Showdown postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Herb Lawrence, Cody Del Mendo, Sean Anderson down in the corner. And we will have our beat writers as well, Ryan Herrera and Vinny Duber, hopefully joining us uh, when they get done with their work in the clubhouse and getting interviews after the game. Sox strike first. And guys, really, this first game came down to a dribbler to third, a home run, and a bad play on the infield, a throwing error. Yeah. I, I'll take it. It was a nasty game, a boring game, but boring wins are still wins. Yes, I'll tell you what, in that left column. Mercy. Sean, how do you feel about that? Mercy. Mercy. I feel great. Uh, ugly game, like you guys are saying, but, I mean, that's kind of baseball in Chicago in 2022. You have a dead ball, so, I mean, nothing's leaving the yard outside of Tim Anderson, and that was probably the most shocking thing in the night, but you see that, too. I mean, that's, you know, baseball – in 2020 summed up low line drives will get out but these sky mammoth shots that are hit 110 plus uh won't leave the yard but uh yeah ugly night tonight and uh, glad we're not Vinny and ryan up at the cubs press box <laughs> that's Ooh, what i was gonna say like we're all zone. we're all winners we weren't at the ballpark tonight <laughs> yeah right? spin zone wasn't at the game spin zone we're all gonna die someday anyway there you go Cody, you see him down. Cody. Why, why yeah. is that, Cody? Up? Real rough night it's a loss i'm just annoyed that the cubs lost because of the baseball gods tonight that's just, that's, I'm, that's I am annoyed the way they lost. Yeah, the White Sox had 26 balls put in play. I mean, the White Sox just absolutely put it onto the Cubs tonight. It was pressure, 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 pressure. They were hitting everything that the Sox or the, the, the Cubs I mean, were throwing. I roll when you all don't, the way as I when throw you myself into Lake Michigan. Like, when you don't strike <laughs> out anybody, the when Cubs you don't bullpen, walk anybody. The Cubs I mean, bullpen shut the Sox down tonight, except for the one pitch that Tim Anderson hit out because for one inning the wind decided to whirl a ball into the stands because Jason Hayward hit a fly ball harder than that Tim Anderson homer. So yeah. no, he didn't. I am annoyed did not, my man. by a lot of things. Now, Ryan, Tim I will Anderson say had Berger, heart, had oh, two, Berger had two hits that didn't make it to third base. 61-mile-an-hour dribbler. <laughs> but that's the way it goes. my ass, bro. <laughs> like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that is some bullshit. Oh, I, I screamed it. Mm. I'd rather just lose... Because we suck, not because of some bullshit. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not saying the Sox are bad or anything. The they Cubs are. lost because of some bullshit, because of the fucking weather that we shouldn't even play this game tonight. The Sox still should have won. I'm not taking any credit away. I'm take, what I'm pissed about is how they lost. So, congrats on your W. That's great. It is what it is. But I just Man, wish you, you just would have blown us out eight to one tonight instead of win three to one. Let's you we'll do deal it tomorrow. With like eighty more shows like this with Cody. It, it's it's uh, this is how it goes. Sean gets very he gets very Welcome. emotional. Welcome for being here with me. Here's what I do, Sean. I'm yeah. going to show you what I do, Cody. There is good news. There were no runs scored in the first inning. Huh? <laughs> right. No there runs you first inning. Up. Minus one thirty six. Never a doubt. He's a lot more pleasant when he's winning money. And the Cubs have scored a run in 69 straight games. 69 straight games. That's very nice. One run. Nice. <laughs> so we got all that right. going I got first, it all out of nice. my system. I, I'm sure the comment section is going to roast me now. That's fine. Whatever. I, I mean, you, you look today, the White Sox, there's 45 balls put in play, and I think the White Sox had over, you know, more than half of them. I mean, the White Sox were just a better team tonight. I mean, that was just shown at every single inning, Cody. I'm sorry to show you it, but even in that no-run first inning, the White Sox had three balls put into play over 100 miles per hour, and I'm pretty sure, what, the Cubs struck out twice, and then the other one was a, a say a ground out. I mean, it, it was just shown in that first inning. The White Sox came to play, and they had a great approach, and Herb, we've seen it. It's the, it's the Sox M.O. They are looking to crush anything in the strike zone. And I think they did that today. I, you know, it was only three runs, but it was nice enough to get the victory in a horrible, horrible weather game. And two of the three runs came off of a dribbler down third and a sacrifice butt. <laughs> hey, take the runs any way you can get it, man. <laughs> Stop hitting it hard. Hit it soft. Two, two out of the three runs came off of soft hits. And also, thank you, Patrick Wisdom. Mercy. I love bad defense. <laughs> well, and in this game now, if you're a Cubs fan, you're looking at it and you're thinking probably Smiley was scratched because he's on the bereavement list. You kind of wish you didn't have to use Keegan Thompson. He's your best pitcher so far this season. 
and maybe you would use him with Hendricks tomorrow in a perfect situation because there was no offense. Frank Schwindel is off to a terrible start this season. Thank you. Uh, Suzuki struck out. You know, he was 0 for 4 tonight. He was my pick to have a big game. Um, really, it was Nico Horner was the guy that had some, and Ian Haps that had some offensive moments, I guess. But other than that, the Cubs, yes, they left the bases loaded, I think, in the fourth inning. But having Jan Gomes instead of Wilson Contreras, because Contreras has, uh, we're going to find out from Ryan Herrera, it sounds like some middle-of-the-body injury, they're calling it. Um, and he's day-to-day, I think. But, like, you could have used Wilson Contreras, who was a White Sox killer, could have used his bat tonight. Indeed, sure. because Jan Gomes bailed out the Sox a couple mm. times. I didn't want that Nick Magical whole thing to be here in this game, because you know... If Nick Madrigal came up in that inning after they already scored a run with the bases loaded, a triple was going to be hit. Minimum. He was going to get his revenge. But Jan Gomes says, I'm going to swing at this 3-2 pitch that's tailing in on me or coming in on my bat and give a pop-up and then strike out another time. I love Jan Gomes. He is the best Cubs catcher I've seen ever because never put that Wilson Contreras guy in there. I do not like him. He is good at baseball. He tosses the bat a thousand miles to the moon when he hits a home run off us and he talks shit and you know, you could just have your Jan Gomes out all day long. And uh, it was good to see that. And I was talking smack to Cody too, because Nick magical threw one good throw and he's like, let me have that. Let me have Nick magical. <laughs> throw one play. Good. It was a great was. play. That man's well, average as hell. And Herb, we talked about this. We talked about this on CHGO Bets, Cody. Uh, the fact that, you know, I picked Michael Kopech to strike out five and a half more. He didn't uh, today just because you look after Jason Hayward, and it is Jan Gomes. Uh, Nico Horner did come through, but it is not an intimidating lineup really after Suzuki. This is a Cubs lineup that does have a, a really good makeup. I really do like their ability to make contact, ability to work con- counts. The guy I never heard of, Alfonso Rivas, his second plate appearance versus Michael Kopech <laughs> was fantastic. 14, 14 uh, that, that was great uh, to see, and, and it was a long at-bat. Like 10 minutes of this game was just that that bad at lo- alone. But, I mean, it just shows you that you heard, you said it, Herb. Like, we have this expectation for the White Sox up to the Yankees, up to the Blue Jays, up to, you know, the top teams of the AL East, that they should beat up on teams like the Cubs. And and no offense to Cody and Luke, this is a very, very scrappy team. And I think Jed Hoyer did put together a team that's capable of winning games and competing in the NL Central. But without the star power outside of Suzuki, it is, you know, fairly lackluster when you're going up with Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, Michael Kopech. I mean, those players are star-like. Some of them aren't there yet, like Kopech, but some of them are Tim Anderson. And, you know, he might be the difference maker in this game, but you have to have difference makers to win games. And that's what you saw today for the Sox. And, Sean, after that Rivas 14 pitch at bat, summarily gets put off of first base with the dumb uh, base running air. Usually you're supposed to freeze or go back. The ball was not hit that hard. It was like 86, 87 mile per hour liner right to Jose Abreu. And Jose Abreu, slow of foot, beats Rivas back to first Inning, ending, double play. Beautiful. Enjoy your 14-pitch at bat, Mr. Rivas. I know who you are now because <laughs> you make boneheaded base running mistakes. The Cubs didn't play clean baseball. That is the bottom line of, of game one. Like, they didn't, play, they didn't play clean baseball. I did see someone in the chat saying, uh, I think it was Steven, thinking they were going to tussle after the two hit batters. That was some... There were some really stupid reactions on Twitter about that. Yeah, stupid the, reactions on Twitter. Never but seen honestly, that the, the dumbest reaction of the night was Larusa. I don't understand why he was all like <laughs> up in everybody's face about it. Like clearly, nobody was throwing. You don't no. want to put the first two guys on base to start an inning. It was a three nothing right. game. Yeah, there's definitely a hundred percent nobody in their right mind wants to put Josh Harrison on first base. They could just throw the ball over the plate. And let Josh Harrison do what Josh Harrison does. Now, hitting Tim, and Tim said it. You could read his lips. He's like, man, I know that got away from you. It's all good. And Keegan Thompson, right when he threw, he's like, oh, man, that's my bad. And they were smooth about it. No one was <laughs> was crossed. They don't want to put the first two runners on in a 3 nothing game. Only idiots believe in that stuff. But I'm not sure they showed that on the Sox broadcast, by the way. They did show it on. We were watching the Cubs broadcast tonight. We're going to watch the Sox broadcast tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I saw some people on Twitter saying he should apologize if he's hit two batters. And we clearly saw him do it on the marquee broadcast. I don't know if he did it 
on the NBC Sports broadcast. No, I, guys, honestly, if Keegan Thompson doesn't tell Ryan Herrera that he is deeply apologetic for hitting <laughs> Tim Anderson and Josh Harrison, we're going to have issues. I might have to go take a, a, a visit down to Wrigley and talk to Keegan Thompson. What a soft reaction. I didn't see Tony Larusa have a reaction to those two hit batters, but it's extremely soft. We saw the weather and what it was like today. Hit batters are across up across MLB everywhere, and they've been going up every single year completely soft with the with the ball the way the weather was today if you're upset about either of those hit by pitches you are just stupid the one guy who would who didn't want to do that is the guy throwing the ball was keegan thompson he looked genuinely upset that he hit both of those batters how do you guys feel about kopech um we, I, you, it, it feels like mixed reactions yeah. because he got the job done but I'll i know you'd, a hater. Pop, you'd like to see him pitch more innings i mean yes it's ridiculous i know that 14 pitch at bat by Rivas really threw him off, but he's a starter. He's supposed to, like, the bare minimum is five innings. The very bare minimum. And he only got through four. Yeah, he looked good, and he lowered his ERA, but this, I hate this continues. This is going to cost us bullpen. The bullpen can't be covering five innings each game. So, yes, Kopech was mad because he knows he didn't do his job today. He fall, he fell short of what he was supposed to do with only 83, 83 pitches. And I'm <laughs> next to the guy who asked the question right here. Was it gas money or beer money at that time? It was beer money at that time. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, I am not happy with what Michael Kopech did today. At the bare minimum, as his progression goes, five innings is the bottom where he should be at right now. I was expecting at least six because the last two starts, I believe he went five innings each. So, Going four versus the Cubs, I know the conditions are bad, but hell, battle through. Pitch five innings. Lesson pitches. Like, you only had five strikeouts, so it wasn't like you you were striking out ten and so your pitch count went up. No, you struggled today. It wasn't a great game for Michael Kopech. It was an average game for Michael Kopech. I expect more out of him. Sean? Yeah, I'm, I mean, he struggled today in a way, but I think that you can give him a little bit of a pass with the actual conditions. I mean, it was an average start when it comes to called strikes and whiffs. He was at 27%. And one thing I really did like was his fastball looked electric, Herb. Let's look at this uh, map here. I sent this to Steven. I want to show you his, uh, his his pitch mix right here, at least his pitch map. Do we have it? Um, I don't know. Anyways, if you'll see it it's right up. there, Herb. Do you see that uh, with, with the left-handed hitters? There is no pitches up there. That is Michael Kopech's nasty tailing four-seam fastball. He just has this nasty ride that just goes into right-handed hitters and away from left-handed hitters, and he was controlling it right there. And we saw this in his last outing. The slider and the curveball weren't great, but he was able to make do, I feel, with one pitch. I, I really don't think that he does well in the rain. He doesn't do well in the cold, and I understand that you're worried about the bullpen now, but we did get to see some interesting things. I mean, the Cubs didn't expect to throw out, you know, Scott Efros today. They were expecting to throw Smiley. Sometimes in baseball, you're going to have this, but I think it would be really, you know, dumb to be upset at Michael Kopech here because I think that he battled with the elements. I think that he battled with what he actually had up there. And what you're looking for is for him to have quality at bats each time he faces somebody. 15 out of the 18 times he threw a first pitch strike. I mean, that's something that you love to see. Michael Kopech is turning into a starter. We know that baseball players take at least three years to fully come into form. And it's like, honestly, driving a Porsche out into the snow. It's going to give you trouble. It's <laughs> going to give you difficulty. But once it gets warmer, once it gets nice on the highway, once that rubber grips the road, Herb, we will see a great, fantastic Michael Kopech. I really liked what we saw. The stuff is good. And also the stuff wasn't as good because, you know, you could see just in the metrics, the spin was down about 100, per, uh, 100 RPMs uh, on his breaking ball stuff. He just didn't have the same grip that he is used to having. I think that with his stuff, this was absolutely a fine performance because the Cubs only scored one run, Herb. One oh, run is very good. I understand I that you, you want more yeah. innings. But still, I mean, you, you, you set down, you know, what, 14 batters? And you when are we going to run? Hey, That's Sean, good. when are we going to start babying this guy? He's in the starting rotation in the major leagues. Just, Five it, innings is the minimum you should be pitching. The minimum. If you're going to be a champion, if we're going to be champions, we need Michael Kopech to be a champion. So get your weight up. Oh, get your weight I, I, up. All right, all right. Get your weight up. I understand her, but you also That's, saw the we, reaction. Yeah, I don't. I, reaction, I judge him at a higher better. level than just I, I, some I, also ran. 
He was right, a yeah. big time part of that trade for Chris Sale. It's time to stop babying the hey, man. Let's right, go. You know it was, it was, it was, what, what were you saying with Dylan Cease in his first year? Look at what Dylan Cease is now. I'm not babying him. He is doing a good job. You know what? Who's not doing a good job? Dallas Keuchel going out and throwing four and two thirds and giving and, up five walks in an, in an outing. This is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous take her. I don't know. I don't hold him. Starter. Sean, I don't he's, hold he's him to the learning. standard of Dallas Keuchel. I hold him to a top of the rotation arm standard. And for that to happen, you at least have to go five innings. I don't I no, it's not a good outing. It's not a good outing Herb, at all. Yes, the conditions are bad. Yes, it's cold. Stop excusing that. Don't Herb, do this it. This is this is this is the, he threw three times last year over 50 pitches in an outing. He is just not used to this. This is the third time in his career he's gone over 80 pitches. It makes sense that he just might not have it early on in the season because a lot of guys don't have it, but he has enough to get him through. And guess what? The White Sox won again while he took the bump. If he's winning and he's taking them deep enough, he's not going out of the second inning like Dallas Keuchel did in Cleveland. He is giving them quality enough innings. And you saw the reaction. I like the reaction. There is fire and intensity in this kid. He shows the stuff in an, of an ace, and he will show it when the weather warms up. I guarantee you asked Michael Kopech is outing. He was going to say this is, this is subpar. I, I'm not of course. this. I'm better than of this. Course, but I, so and, that's and what I'm, I'm holding up to that standard. And, and, and I have the understanding that he knows he can be better than this. I have the understanding that there was horrible weather today, that it rained for nine straight innings. We got, it we got to talk the about the Cubs now, Sean. Sorry. We got to right. stop talking I about I was going to say, Cody, you see what we've done, what I've done here. Yeah. They won three to one and cheers. We've cheers. got them fighting against each other. Cheers. All I had to do and was mention Kopech. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to some guy named Blake name who said I was a whiner. <laughs> Perhaps change your name. So we can know My guy. what to call your name. Hey, man. His last name's Wyatt. I always say, man, you go and criticize somebody, put your name on it. Or no, he called me a sore loser. My bad. Someone else called me a whiner. Maybe that was Alexander. I didn't mean it. I personally, <laughs> honestly, while they've been arguing, I've been reading the comments just to see. <laughs> uh, but Welcome. No, from, the Cubs, from the Cubs side, Cody, like the frustrating part for Cubs fans is that the beginning of the season, those first seven or eight games – they showed the contact that Sean was talking about. The offense was there. They were putting putting the ball in play, and they were getting enough runs to win games. And it was like, oh, this is this is the the game plan that they were going for, and it is going to work. And now we've kind of seen that same offense dwindle into an offense that's providing one run, well, two runs. The reason one that run. the Cubs haven't the reason the Cubs have struggled to score runs the last what week, week yeah. and a half or so. Frank Schwindel is Terrible. really struggling. The league has adjusted to his performance at the end of last year. People are out on him. People are still waiting or still holding out some hope. The Cubs are in a position where they just are going to play him and see what happens, which is fine. But like, I don't want to even say that the Cubs were hoping that he was going to continue that, but just give them half of that protection, bat 275, on base of like 330, perhaps in slug over 400. You would take that at first base for someone like Frank Schwindel, who's spent his entire career in the minors. But he's not even doing that right now. He literally has a weighted runs creative of like 60 right now. It's not great, Bob. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. And they and they struck out a lot. Like yeah. the, these contact first guys struck out 12 times against the White Sox. Rivas struck out twice. Suzuki struck out twice. Hap struck out once. Schwindel struck out twice. Wisdom caved three times in the game. You right. go down the list and there were, it was almost like watching the Cubs of two years ago when it was, if, if you don't get a home run, you strike out. And in right. this case, it was, they didn't have anything and they, and they struck out. And don't get me wrong, I feel bad for any player that had to be a part of this game like, as, as a batter, it must have been miserable. Michael Kopech and all the Cubs relievers that went out there, they wasted five relievers. Miserable. The game never should have been played today. Mm-hmm. And it so never Tell sh- that to the person in the comments. It also never, it never should have been scheduled this way. Yep. Having two Chicago teams play the first week of May in Chicago is stupid. Right. Like, we know the weather here is not good until after Memorial Day. Why wouldn't they put two games in June and two in August or September? To put two Chicago teams where you know the weather is going to be awful is it's asinine. It makes no sense at all. And then right. to play the game, you're watching it on television, and it's just like this. It looked like, I don't know how, Herb, you might remember this. The, the Bears game they played when they retired 
Uh, whose number was it? Uh, Buckus and Sayers. Buckus and Sayers. It looked like that Monday night game where the rain was just like whipping sideways mm-hmm. across the field and people are sitting there in nothing but trash bags. Like, how bad did you want to play this game tonight? You could have played right. a doubleheader. Heck, you could have played a, a doubleheader tomorrow when it's supposed to be better. You could have played Thursday when you have common off day. Right. You could have played later in the season where we talked about it before the game started, Herb, and we were saying, you know, it would be kind of cool if they did the crosstown thing. Play, if they have to reschedule a doubleheader, wait till they play the Sox later in the season and play a day game on the south side, a night game on the north side, or vice versa. I don't care which, but there was a better way to handle it than putting guys out there. This game was so bad weather-wise that the Sox couldn't even play their best player. Nope. Well, you couldn't even have Robert out there because you were afraid he was going to get hurt. Sean? And I'm with you, uh, Stucky, because you also look at uh, – now I'm off my track. Uh, with uh, Jose Ruiz in the, the sixth inning, we talked about the Jan Gomes at bat. You only have, like, 5,000 people in the stadium. Like, it was yeah. billed as 30,000 or whatever. I mean, this is the Crosstown Classic, and you have people – I mean, that broadcast got loud for that Jan Gomes at bat. That's Jan Gomes versus Jose Ruiz. And you have people getting very, very loud in a horrible, horrible weather game in the sixth inning. Like, I want more electricity with these games. And you, you, you're exactly right. The fact that you're putting it in this weather window where we know that games are going to be horrible. There was a stat on the NBC broadcast that the Sox have played six games uh, in 45-degree weather or colder. The Cubs have played five games in 45-degree weather or colder. That's a sign that tells you that it should be a 140-game season, and the game should should start probably mid-May. And we should have a pitch clock. Perhaps. Don't get me started. Or, as my guy Rami says, let's put a roof on it, on all of them. We can play the games... Starting in February. Go ahead. Yeah. Hell. Put a roof on every stadium. Do it now. And Adolph, I saw his uh, comment earlier. Yeah, I'm pissed at a 10 and 13 team. Sorry, guy. Well, you that's, should be. That's championship aspiration. Sorry, I can't be all cheery. Oh, the White Sox won 10 games. Ooh. I'm not that guy. You, you go to a different podcast if you want that guy. Please, Herb, Jesus. Herb. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you really know, were off your, off your rocker here saying that they should do better during an eight-game losing streak. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm here for Cody when he gets depressed. I'm here for Herb. I still believe that this, this is the way it works here in Chicago. They got to win against the Angels, your Sox, and now they're going to use the Cubs as a springboard and – you watch. I said it for like the last two weeks. They'll be five <laughs> games over 500 at least by the time the All Star break comes around. I'll be stunned if they're not. I think there will be I think a team be that, that will be in, in first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the it end of be, May, could be shorter yeah. than that. I'm just saying, by the All Star game, they're going to be just fine. But I can't be mad at the team that's playing piss poor and has a piss poor record. So that's what I'm about. Yes, they won two in a row. Let's make it three in a row, and then let's make it four in a row. I got to be holding them to their own general manager's words. This is a championship team. And ask him after the parade. Right now, they're in third place. I'm happy about the wins. But also, I'm not overjoyed that the White Sox are playing some type of top-notch baseball. They're not. Well, they're not playing top-notch baseball, but it is an improvement on what we've been seeing. I think we can say that. We can be happy that, you know, the White Sox won this game, and we could also say that we need more of an improvement. And I think that the improvement will come. I don't think that we can just sit here and say, oh, the White Sox are playing a horrible game. I think if you look at the game today, they played a very aggressive brand of baseball that I think is very suitable to them. They put 26 balls in play. That is the 11th time this year that they've put 26 balls in play, and they had a lot of balls that were above 95 miles per hour again, We've talked about this probably 13 or 14 times. Uh, you know, we've seen balls hit, you know, 95 plus miles per hour off the Sox bat in one single game. The Sox have been aggressive. I like to see that aggression. And I think that we've been seeing people really settle into these roles. We saw Tim Anderson. I think that he's really settling into this role. Jose Abreu looked great today. And A.J. Pollock hit a lot of balls hard. So I think that if you're not seeing the crazy wind where, you know, even Steve Stone said it on the broadcast where Jason Hayward goes uh, towards left center and then backs up towards right center on that A.J. Pollock fly ball. I mean, it was tricky weather today. I think that's obviously going to carry, a, you know, hurt a team that's hitting a lot of fly balls, a lot of balls in the air. But I have seen a, a less reliant on ground, ground balls by the White Sox today, a, a lot more line drives, a lot more fly balls, which is a lot of things that the White Sox needed to see going from 2021 to 2022. So a lot of hard hit balls that are up in the air. I like to see that from the Sox. And we've been getting that on a more consistent basis because I think the approach has been better. 
and to flip it from like a Cubs perspective on why like I'm angry. There's a couple people in the comments who are like, why are you so angry? The Cubs are rebuilding. People, it is like I don't I don't sit here wanting to talk about losses. I just don't. So uh and also Jed Hoyer told me this team was gonna compete this year. Also, Tom Ricketts went on Marquee last year and told me this team was going to compete this year. What, you don't like Marquee? No, I like Marquee. <laughs> More than just, m- most people. I don't fun love it, but, you know. <laughs> but, again, I, this, the Cubs, they can play like they did those first 12, 13 games if some of their hitters just get out of the funk that they're in. That's easier said than done. Oh, my they're, God. They're, they're better than what. Is he back? He's back. Jack Jackson, 23, is back again with yet another oh. $50 super chat. Holy Hold up, guys. Fuck. We got to do another DJ air horn here. Well done. Thank you, Jackson. Jackson. Yankees just beat down the Blue Jays 10-1, to and the White Sox will need that offense for that series. I can't agree more. The offense has to probably put more runs on the board if we're going to have a chance to compete with a team like the Yankees. Can I come in here? Uh, because Jaxo's right. I mean, the, the Yankees have been winning because of their offense. Uh, what? I think that's now uh, 11 straight. So, I mean, that's yes. very impressive uh, for the Yankees here. But if you look at the White Sox, they have as, just as many barrels per plate appearance as the White uh, as the Yankees do. Uh, they have a very similar amount of hard hit ball profile. And no expert says it down here. Um, I, I think it was uh, just a little bit up. Uh, but he said the White Sox are top five in hard hit percentage and average uh, exit velocity and yet bottom five in on-base percentage and runs scored. What even is that? Well, that is just something that needs to change. Either the OBP and run scored, uh, uh, you know, uh, ranking is going to change or the top five and hard hit percentage and average exit velocity is going to change. I think that it's more, you know, plausible that the White Sox are going to hit the ball hard uh, more times that they're up up there. So I think the OBP will change. I think the run scored will change. So that's why I'm a little bit more bullish on the Sox. Uh, And that's why I think that, you know, when the Yankees come to town later in May, when it is a warmer uh, series, that's supposed to be 60 uh, when Cleveland and Yankees come to town uh, next week. I do think we'll see more offense from the Chicago White Sox. Loney wants to know if you can never say and bring up Tusk again. He'll do a super chat for that. 49.99, whatever you want. You you can pay me, and I'll just bring up Tango in the night. Let's go, Baloney. I got. I can go. You know, as many Let's deep as Fleetwood Mac as you want me to. Is that Tony Baloney? Tony Balonovich? I think his real name is Peter. Oh, Urban uh, Sean. Peter. Than it's Peter. Those B- other guys. In it's Peter Balonovich, by the way. That's not true. The real Matt Latos. I got you, but I'm not we're not better. One. We're not <laughs> better. We're just no. this, we're, we're all just we're all at a very elite level. All, all of us. In case I'll uh, remember that. In case Sean <laughs> or the Sox fans or Herb didn't know. The reason most Cubs fans, you'll see them chime in on this chat occasionally, and they're always on the CHGO Cubs chat, they're angry is many of them believe the Cubs should never, ever be in a rebuild. And I, I've seen some come across tonight, and then one of them was asking, uh, Steven says, when's the last time the Dodgers or Yankees were rebuilding? And, you know, there is, there is some truth to the fact that, like, the Yankees somewhat rebuild in 2016. Well, on the fly, though. You can, rebuild, fly, you can yeah. rebuild on the fly. This Something is more like. of a, <laughs> they sold off all of the 2016 team to start the rebuild yeah. instead of maybe part of it. And the problem is that maybe part of that blame can, when you see it now in hindsight, maybe part of that blame should go to some of the players. Maybe they were asking too much when you see some of the values. And other guys, maybe they were asking for a close amount. But... Yeah, that that's why it's frustrating because we know that when Wrigley Field is full, that is a cash cow. Wrig- sure. Wrigleyville is a cash cow, and so there is money there to be spent. Now I don't know that Carlos Correa right now is making this team that much better because, frankly, um, it's just one bat, and Nico Horner has been one of the few surprises you found on the team this season. Saya has looked like until the last couple of days. Saya has looked like the real deal in right field. That looks like a good signing. Nico Horner made a spectacular play at shortstop. That, that play was the good. I don't play, care yeah. if that was Javi making it, Tim Anderson making it. That was a legit play by a shortstop at, at the major league level. And he's had more than one of those this season. Yeah. And he's been one of their consistent hitters. And I am starting to buy into the Nico Horner. Okay, he's moved up now from ninth in the lineup to seventh in the lineup. I got to tell you, I don't have any reason to have him below Hayward at this point. Like if Hayward's batting eighth I, you, or sixth, you need to move him up to sixth. I love my Can dude I, Hayward as much as anybody. 
he shouldn't be playing baseball for the Cubs anymore. Just pay him that money. It's a it's a sunk cost. Play, Robinson Cano. Play Robinson Cano just got Michael paid. Hermosillo. Yeah. See what you have in that. Or some other young player. I know Hermosillo's in his mid-20s, late-20s. Whatever. I know what Jason Hayward is. He's a great dude. He is not a great baseball player. Pay him his money. Send him on his way. Make him a coach. Whatever you do. Don't play him in baseball anymore. I know he's even having a decent year for himself. So, I don't, I'm from a White Sox perspective, that's how I feel. I don't know why. I know David Ross and him are buddies, so he's got to be in the lineup every once in a while, and he makes a bunch of money. But bye, go somewhere else. He'll be a great coach somewhere. I got a yeah, question. I mean, Do you I guys take you him guys... on the south side, extra outfielder? Hell no. <laughs> just question. Hell no. Hell no. I mean, if you want to take just on Dallas Keuchel, then maybe I'll entertain it. But, uh, you know, that, <laughs> that's that's the starting point there. I do want to ask you guys, guys though, because, you know, you see Alfonso Rivas at first base. You do see, uh, you know, Patrick Wisdom at third base. I do wonder, though, if you do end up keeping Chris Bryant or, you know, Anthony Rizzo here, and then you make a play for, you know, Carlos Correa, does the magical trade happen, right? And I just think that there's so many options that if the Cubs were more aggressive, that you would see a a better team, a team that does have more of those different ma- difference makers. Because you see Rizzo's still, you know, killing it out in New York right now. Chris Bryant was at least good enough to get a $182 million contract. So I do wonder, you know, if Saya had a little bit more help from what the Cubs had in the past, you know, this team would definitely be more competitive. I, I do think that this team still could be wild card ish they do need guys to step up and be a little bit better like schwindel and wisdom right now i'm not too worried about him as a Sox fan as someone who's going up against the cubs but i do think that there is at least potential to you know see a 500 team in this cubs you know lineup and, and this cubs rotation and their bullpen's fantastic sean i i don't know how i, I do know how cody, cody feels but i i'm a believer in it was the right move to tear it down um the mistake they made was what joe is saying on the chat they didn't tear it down soon enough they wanted to give those guys one more run at it, and they probably should have broken up that core, at least part of it, earlier when they had a little more value in some of those guys, and the rebuild would have happened faster because you would have had more in return for some of those guys. When they didn't do that, it slowed it down. They pushed them all out at once. But I still believe with the guys they got back and the guys they've drafted and they've changed some things in the front office, they're closer now as an organization to competing for a World Series in my eyes, despite what you saw in this game against the White Sox. The organization is closer to being World Series ready than they would have been had they brought back the majority of those guys because that wasn't working. They had to try something different, and the big part is the farm system was completely empty, Mm -hmm. and it's not anymore. And so now you're going to be able to feed it with the farm system. So I... Cody, what do you think? I, I think they did the right thing. They just waited a little bit too long. Yeah. What I think is that they waited too long on, you know, making a trade, including one of those guys earlier to get something back, prospects, and perhaps like they did with you, Darvish. Uh, you know, I think Chris Bryant is, I know he's hasn't, I don't think he's at a homer yet for Colorado. He's but hurt. The IL he's hurt too. now, yeah. too. Yeah. I know it's not off to a great start with, like a fantastic start like I thought. Um, but I think they will miss him the most. I know Javi's off to the best start for them. And you look at this lineup now and you're like, man, Javi would probably be really good in this lineup considering all the contact bats they do have. Javi brings that instant power surge that the Cubs really need right now. Rizzo's decent too. But I also don't <laughs> – at the time, like – you just didn't feel like Javi was going to finally adjust to the rest of the league because he still led the league in strikeouts last year, or at least strikeout percentage. And I just, that's why I feel like we won't miss him as much. And also with the way he plays the game, he's just very, he can be very, you know, it could lead to injuries. And so I I didn't know about Chris Bryant, you know, you can play him corner outfield, play him at third base if you, if you need to. And then it's just a quality at bat every time. And Rizzo, yeah, he's hitting all those homers, but there's also a short porch in, in New York. Not anything against him. I love the guy. They should build a statue for him at Wrigley Field uh, someday. But, again, he's just really thriving in New York because he really benefits <laughs> that ballpark. That, and, obviously, there's a lot of talent that goes with that. But still, I, he norm, like when he was with the Cubs, he was notoriously known for struggling in April. He's in New York now where – 
again, I think one of his homers, like, I've I read a tweet. Who knows if it's true or not because it's the internet. But it, it was true. literally, like, barely 300 feet that he hit that homer uh, that I on this tweet that I saw. So, I, either way, short porch, all of that stuff, it does play a factor, I think, into Rizzo's hot start. But, again, I'm happy that he's he's playing well um, because – He's he's well, a good dude. Um, yeah, Jaxo wants to pay his salary. Apparently, another super chat from Jaxo. Nineteen ninety nine from Jaxo. I hope this team will have a good record against teams above five hundred, and they're off to a good start beating the Rays and the Mariners. That one's about the Sox, but still, hey, I mean, it's money to go to your players, guys. So, I mean, Jaxo is trying to help the CHGO cause and help Cody get out of this uh, this this depression of his. Well, only points bet can do that for Cody right now. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Gambling on adults swinging wooden bats all season to make up for the Cubs. Um, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish. All from your phone. I know we are coexisting with the Sox guys, but on the Cubs podcast, when I do this read, I let everyone know if Luke can sign up for points bet literally anyone can do it because watching Luke use his iPhone is it's honestly a treat sometimes. Do you have your glasses on your bridge <laughs> or your nose when yes. you do it? I, yes. I, well, I don't even know where they're at. Oh, here they are. They're readers. They're not glasses. They're readers. There's a big difference. <laughs> What's that number? It's, is that a seven? It's, it's a, it, I, I swear it's a treat. So, again, if Luke can sign up for points bet, all of you in the chat can do it as well. Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Very nice. Very nice. You know what? I feel like I wouldn't even need these readers if I would just take my athletic greens every day. I've been doing it like, Nah, every five days, five out, five out of seven days, but I got to get back on track. I mean, I've been doing it every day, though. And you and feel good? I feel good. You don't, I don't like to eat healthy. You right. can see. Right. <laughs> Nobody does. And I, and I wanted does. to get what better. Nobody wants to eat healthy. Gut health, Luke. Right. Now I've been on it for almost two months since we started working here. They gave us a free pack. I got to order a new one, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has all kind of mild tropical taste that I actually like. And look forward to every morning. I put it in my smoothies, guys. So what is this stuff? It's just one scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, and your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. I'm 43. I'm almost old. Almost dead. This AG1 gets me right. All the things. I get noticeable boosts of energy. I take it first thing in the morning and on an empty stomach, and I'm all ready for the day. It's awesome. And lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. You're investing in your all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than $3 a day. It's recommended by professional athletes, and it has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop of AG1, 8 to 12 ounces. I like 10 because I like it nice and nice and uh, more AG1-y than watered down at the 12. That's it. No need for a million different pills, no supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO socks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO socks. Athleticgreens.com slash CHGO socks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I also put my AG1 in a smoothie. 
Do you get the ones from Costco? We talked about this already. I just put a smoo- the, the smoothie at Costco. The Costco, they have a bag where you just, it's already oh, like yeah, pre-made. Yeah. Sure, yeah. A bunch of fruits. Put it in a blender with some oatmeal or some uh, almond milk, oatmeal, and then the AG one in there. Mercy. <laughs> Let's Herb, go. You killed, that, you killed that ad read, man. Thank you. You got to start doing the you got to start doing the athletic greens one for us. I'm going to do it if you want me to. I've never was Let's asked go. For it. All right. Herb's take it off your shoulders, kid. Uh, and I really yeah, yeah, I think you guys think I'm kidding. I do AG1. It doesn't look like I it. Too. I do it though. <laughs> I believe you, it. Don't you a little don't, boost don't energy. Does oh, a little yeah. energy boost. Every time I see Herb, he's always just like just ready to go. He's like, I'm vibing, baby. I'm like, man, these adaptogens, huh? Yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And 40, the 43 age insult was a little too close to my chair, by the way, pal, I'm sorry, man. Because I've been taking the AG1, and when I started here, everybody walked in and was like, oh, Grandpa Stucky, look at him strolling in here. He can barely walk across the room. Then I started taking AG1, and now I'm like, you know, I do a push-up every time somebody gets a foul ball in the game, and you guys are like, whoa. <laughs> Watch out for that yeah, dude. Stucky's so looked a lot different since he started getting on yeah, AG one. Getting ripped. You guys yeah. know it. Anyways, uh, Sox win. <laughs> Sox win three to one. Game one of the series. We're still waiting and hoping that Ryan Herrera and Vinny Duber will be able to join it's us. A terrible ballpark. You um, got to walk up yourself. No elevators well, you up know, there. He, Garbage. You know why? What are we at? Like forty minutes in the podcast. <laughs> we haven't heard from him yet. You know what the reason is? They're frozen solid. They had to get a they had to get a crane at Wrigley Field's press box to bring them back down to get the media interviews because everybody's frozen solid like Han Solo and Carbonite. Yeah, you can't drop them; they'll just shatter. I believe it. What was that, Sean? Uh, You just can't drop them; they'll shatter into pieces, and they'll have to sweep up Vinny and Ryan. (laughs) A game like this, though, made me quit baseball. I was standing on second base, and it was like forty degrees in this horrible Chicago weather with twenty plus mile per hour winds. And I was standing on second base. I was just like, "F this shit! I'm out!" Like this is this is horrible. When you're a kid and play, yeah, eighth grade. I I was I smartened up at an early age. You know, it was the weather. For me, oh, it was absolutely. just a curveball. I saw my first curveball, and I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm good. I got hit by pitches a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem, too. Yeah, I was, I like, was soft. I was like, was I'm, Keegan I'm Thompson soft. pitching? I'm done. <laughs> what you say? Was Keegan Thompson pitching? Hey, oh. <laughs> no. Hey. No. Ball Keegan went into Thompson. the right, right field bleachers of Keegan Thompson was pitching. You know what I'm saying, Cody? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know when I was Tim a Anderson freshman. hit a home run. I was a freshman B-teamer, and they made me DH. I was like, oof, I'm not ba- good at baseball anymore. <laughs> Let's stop that. <laughs> You ready for this stat? By the way, you mentioned Keegan Thompson. Keegan Thompson this season, 20 and a third innings, just two earned runs. Pretty good. That is a building piece. Three hit batters. One of them on purpose, most likely. Okay. Not most likely. One of them on purpose, for sure, and it wasn't tonight. So, he actually has more hit batters than he does earned runs. Face Tim Anderson again, that'll be equal. Because Tim Anderson (laughs) takes garbage pitches deep. There was, a, there was a comment from somebody saying they need to throw at Contreras' ear next game. First of all, Contreras is oh. not playing tomorrow, it sounds like. And, again, please, if anybody watched the game, that, that was not what on purpose. You don't if, put two on it to start the inning. If the Cubs went up there and hit 27 straight White Sox, the last thing you do is retaliate. It's the dumbest stuff in the world. Just win the game. Hit the ball hard when they do pitch it over the plate. Throwing at somebody because they threw at you, I think it's garbage. Now, I know Cup fans are out there looking at this and saying, well, the Brewers have been doing this for years versus us, and when King and Thompson did it, it was finally like a payback for them. I don't mind that as much, but I still think it's childish. You're giving the guy a free base, so play the game. Don't hit anybody. If, you, if you're not hitting anybody intentionally, the game is all good. And if you are, like, if the White Sox feel a certain way because their damn manager felt that Keegan Thompson was throwing at Josh Ham or Harrison, it better be Josh Hamilton. Harrison would be, Hamilton would be much better. <laughs> Depends on where you're he's fucked up. these days. I mean, I would still take Josh Hamilton over Josh Harrison. I mean, Angels wise. Josh Hamilton, I, I don't know if I want. Batty. That just sounds like Manny Ramirez <laughs> on the White Sox. Um, but, oh yeah, I, I, I mean – I think you're right, Herb, and, and baseball is a weird sport. I mean, just Keegan Thompson had two bad pitches that got away from him. I don't think we need to start a cross-town rivalry or anything like that. It's just stupid to start anything off of it. And you see, like, you know, the White Sox have a ton of balls that are hit on, on lines at, at 100 miles per hour plus, and they they find defenders, and, you know, that's weird baseball. And then you see Frank Schwindel get that hit that just looped over uh, all the infielders and right in front of the center field. They're like, Baseball is weird. That's going to happen. You might have two odd events happening back-to-back at-bats. It can be a coincidence. I think it was just coincidental that Thompson hit both guys back-to-back because you didn't see that flare-up 
at any other time in, in the game. So I, I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned. They needed a new rosin bag. Apparently that was it. I and mean, it was like the thing was soaking wet. Again, weather was not uh, fit for playing baseball. I think we might have a guest coming it up soon like here. Ryan. I think I might see Ryan Herrera. Oh, Ryan Herrera. There he is. Can you hear us, bud? Hello, hello. How's it going? Where's uh, Vinny? Well, half the people here are real happy, and half of them are just kind of waiting for the next game. How were the guys that were in the, in the uh, press box? Uh, well, Sean asked, where's Vinny? Vinny's working hard right now. Um, <laughs> Good. I think he had a they, – they, 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 they had more to talk about downstairs than we did, that's for sure. Um, well, we're all cold up here. It was a weird day. <laughs> Luke, I kind of tuned in a little bit. And you talked about how just it should not have this should not be when the Crosstown Classic should be played. Yeah, um, I think that comes in the stock should not be on May third. I completely agree. Um, so I, I, I've been kind of saying like, and for fans, of course, this series means something. You want bragging rights and stuff like that, but just the way they are making it two two game series, and you know, it feels like the players don't care about it that much, and now they're putting this game in May when the weather is going to be crappy and they know that it's just like they're really not doing a whole lot to get people invested in these games. So, um, yeah, we'll spiel on that on why this game should have been like two months later. Ryan, what was the, what was the pregame update that Ross gave on Wilson Contreras? Is he a hundred percent out for tomorrow? Is it something Cubs fans should be concerned about? What's, what's going on? Um, so he just said, uh, that he's dealing with something, didn't really go into too many specifics about it. Um, just that he's kind of day to day, um, says something, I don't know. Yeah. He, he didn't really give us a good answer on, on what exactly it was. Oh, I just had a friend behind me. Um, I got an answer on what exactly it was just, uh, just, yeah, that just that he's day to day dealing with something, keeping it kind of under wraps. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there, but. Uh, for now, I don't know that he'll play tomorrow. I know he. They said he was available off the bench potentially today. Um, I so I think that means maybe he won't start tomorrow. Maybe Jan Gomes will be back in there again. Um, for now, day to day. Well, he'd like to see at least as bad in there as the DH for game two. Nope, no one would like that. Sox wouldn't like to see it. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'm glad that it's just day to day. It's been very up and like we just from our perspective we just didn't really know um what else uh what about keegan thompson man would uh anything regarding the hits the hit batsman any talk about that um at least on the cubs side keegan kind of snuck out of there uh pretty quickly um so we didn't really get a chance but uh, look the, the weather was crappy by the time keegan was on the mound it was like consistent rain and you know it's hard to get hard to control baseball as you could tell by his body language, I guess on the replay, it kind of showed that both of them, you know, he was like, it's my bad. And TA's like, you're good. So um, just nothing to that. Maybe Vinny has something else on that. that we talked about downstairs. It looked like Tony was not very happy about it. Um, so maybe Vinny has better answers, at least on our side. It was just kind of felt like, you know, two balls slipped out of, out of his hand. He, I don't think, I don't think down two or three runs, whatever it was at the time he's trying to hit Josh Harrison and Tim Anderson on the first two pitches of an inning. Um, but that's probably Vinny could better answer that one. Ryan, where does this rank in bad games weather-wise that you've covered at Wrigley? Because it seemed horrible oh. when we saw the one. Hey, it's Vinny! Oh, hey. Hey. hey, Vinny, you Vinny. might get this joke. Uh, you could call What's us. Uh, you could you could call us David Byrne and Chris France it. because no. we're talking heads. I see what you he said. Uh -huh. We could call okay. something about us being talking heads. Let me let me take these out. Oh, we're the talking heads. Don't yeah, really. The Band is talking heads. They don't really use a the, so you got to remember that. Damn it! It's like the Thanks, Facebook. Vinny. The Facebook. Vinny, uh, Vinny, they were asking. They were asking about uh, the, the Keegan Thompson two-hit batters. Is there any? Uh, was there any talk about that downstairs? Nothing to it. In fact, uh, TA was asked about it, and he was like, "Come on now, you're, you're trying to you're trying to get a story out of me. That's not right." So. <laughs> Nothing, nothing, nothing to report on that front. Uh, I mean, certainly you can understand what was going on with the with the way the weather was tonight. It was just miserable here at Wrigley <laughs> Field. So was the anger real. from Tony uh, on that just about the weather? Because he just seemed miserable, and they would cut away to him in the the dugout. He seemed just not enjoying the weather. Uh, what did Tony have to say at all? Maybe just about the weather or about the the, the hip hip batsman. 
Oh my goodness, he said it was maybe one of the top 10 worst condition games he's had in his career. And as you know, that's a very long career. So that means yes, something sir. Uh, On the hit batter front, he didn't say anything, but but you know what? I realized the exact same, I recognize the exact same reaction he had so many times last year when Jose Abreu would either get hit up and in or uh, you know almost get hit up and in. Basically, he's saying, if you can't control that pitch, don't throw it. And on a night like tonight, I'm, I'm sure it was hard to... Uh, to, to control any pitch so that was thrown out there with how wet and gross it was. So uh, you can't you can't blame Keegan Thompson too much on those ones, but certainly, uh, you know, that's what uh, that's what Tony La Russa spent all last year talking about when it came to Jose Abreu. So, yeah. you, you know, you know, it's a, a, a touchy subject for uh, for the skipper. <laughs> yeah, it sort of uh, looked like he was saying that to Jan Gomes, like, tell him don't throw there. But, I mean, that's, that's tough to say. Tony has a problem with you throwing up and in. He had a problem last year with a pitcher from Cleveland throwing up and in. He says if you don't have the control to throw that pitch, do not throw it up and in, especially versus our guys. So that's probably the, the, the gist of what it is. He doesn't like his guys getting hit high. You know, you can, if you're doing sending a message, you hit them low. But if you can't control the pitch, also don't throw the pitch up and in. So that's, I think, Tony's gist of that. So, Vinny and Ryan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how miserable were the conditions for you guys in the press box? I don't care about the players. You guys. You guys are professionals. Gee, I don't know. It was cold. Once worst. Obviously, we didn't have to deal with the rain, which uh, obviously the players and anybody sitting in the stands had to deal with. You know, I've been in this ballpark for a lot of crap weather. Uh, this was up there, certainly, but again, we, we did have the windows closed, so we, we had a, a benefit uh, that, that most people didn't have. I'll give it, I'll give it a solid eight. I think the, uh, the windows closed helped, okay. but, but the windows closed helped, but it's still cold in this press box. Vinny and Ryan, what's the uh, biggest quote that sticks out to the both of you? What's, what's the biggest one, maybe outside of TA, saying, you know, don't start a story here? Uh, anything attention-grabbing from uh, postgame? Uh, on the Cubs side, you know, Nick Madrigal, at least pregame, he talked about, you know, how he was excited to face Michael Kopech for the first time. Um, and he said, uh, I don't, you know, basically we asked him afterward. I asked him afterwards, well, you know, now that he got to face him, like what it was like. He said, obviously, Michael Kopech is, is an incredible talent. You know, he's rooting for him afar, from afar. Um, we, didn't, we didn't have to talk about a lot, but for you Sox guys, it can feel good. You know, Nick Madrigal still thinks his old teammate is, is an awesome, one of the best arms in, in the game is what he said. So um, that's that's a, a very nice story to come from Nick Madrigal. He has no ill will towards the Sox, apparently. I'll give good you here. I'll give you two. Uh, on the serious front, Michael Kopech says that he thinks there's a lot of improvement that he's got left to do this year, which is crazy when you look at the numbers and how good they've been, how good he's been for this White Sox team so far. And on the uh, less serious front, uh, asked Tony La Russa about that play where Jake Berger just went crashing into the wall on the side. And, he said, and, and, and Tony said, I think he moved the fence back a little bit. He's a strong kid. <laughs> and it was scary. Did Michael Kopech feel that his performance today was satisfactory for himself? Because we saw him go off the mound and he was really pissed when Tony took him out of the game. You know what? It's that classic starter's mindset of wanting to, you know, throw nine innings every time you step on the mound. And I think, you know, he knows the realities, not just with his season personally, but obviously with the way the game was going tonight. Uh, you know, they he, he knows the realities that Tony LaRusso is dealing with, that the White Sox are dealing with, but he's a competitor, right? And that's what we keep hearing about Michael Kopech. And he's the guy that wants to go out there and, you know, get all 27 outs if he can, no matter how unrealistic that might be. Vinny, I want you to sit down in a chair or something. It looks uncomfortable the way you're standing on your uh, hands on your knees. So I'll ask you one final one. Uh, did Tony say anything about why he took out Kopech? Uh, was it just, you know, Kopech didn't have it? Was it weather related or was it the situation? Because obviously, you know, he was he was having guys on base and he didn't take him out mid inning. So uh, what was Tony's thinking there taking out Kopech? Yeah, the, the Cubs made him work. I mean, credit the Cubs hitters. And, and I think, uh, you know, Kopech talked about the, some of those at-bats, that one from Rivas that was, what, 14 pitches, 14 pitch. I think. So uh, he, he talked about some of those really good at-bats by Cubs hitters. And, you know, I think, again, everybody kind of knew the situation because it was so crummy outside and, you know, you didn't want to, you know, uh, you know, go crazy with Kopech with the way that they've got to manage him this year. So Tony said he was ready to take him out after four. Kopech convinced him to go out there for another uh, go of it. And once the first batter got on, he said, all right, that's enough. But, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, you can blame anybody on that front. And, you know, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm in the defensive stance. I'm ready for anything. <laughs> Ryan, what can, the, what can the Cubs do to help Frank Schwindel? I don't know if he talked after the game, but, I mean, he's 
he's off to a rough start this season. And I, I know that, you know, today it was DH. He wasn't even playing first base. But that, that's a guy that in, until the Cubs get some power production out of him, I don't know that the offense is going to be super productive this season. And that just might be the case. Like, he seems like a key guy for the season moving forward. Um, as far as what the Cubs can do to help him, I don't know. Um, there's, there's, he may just not be seeing the ball that well right now. I, I, I don't have the the box score in front of me, but he struck out at least two, maybe three times from what I remember. Um, yeah, I mean, he just might just not be seeing the ball well. And, and, you know, as well as he did last year, we knew that production probably was not likely to happen again this year over a full 162. Um, but it's, in fact, obviously has not. And, and he's just striking out a lot. Um, so maybe it's just working through some things mechanically, you know, the weather obviously was shitty out there today, so that didn't help, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't have the answers. Uh, we can, we didn't talk to Frank today. Um, uh, Ross didn't give us any answers for, it, but right now, you know, Frank has, uh, he's hit another rut and that's kind of just on him to work out of it. It's, you know, figure out, look at the tape, look at the replay, see, see what's happening and, and, and maybe change his approach a little bit, but. That's uh, that's all I can. That's all I can think of. Uh, th- there's nothing that like I look when I watch and like something stands out. I was like, he's, this is a problem. Like it's just, it's kind of overall the the everything at the plate right now is just not working. All right, I think it's her, time her. to let these two guys go. Look at this. Like first, Vinny's quads have to just be burning. No, <laughs> it's more so my back, Luke. I think uh, you know I'm, not, I'm probably not going to be able to sleep very well tonight. I guess we have to go ice down a bit. I think. There you go. Can I, I ask if this is what happened more? to Wilson Contreras? <laughs> oh no i got one more for Vinny. Vinny, uh yeah. will luis robert play tomorrow and will andrew vaughn play tomorrow yes or no to both uh i think i think robert's probably a pretty good certainty i shouldn't say certainty but i mean i think the idea was that he was just kind of you know getting the day after uh coming back from the from the absence playing a few days in a row you look ahead after this after this off day on thursday Sox got a ton of games in a row so i think tony's just trying to, to keep him fresh keep him spry i would expect luis in there tomorrow uh, when it comes to Andrew, I don't know, man. It's It seems like that soreness isn't going away, and I'm not quite sure the White Sox know what to expect right now either. I mean, it's truly day-to-day with him, uh, and that wrist, that hand, you know, he's still feeling it when he swings, feeling it when he grips the bat. Uh, Tony said it would be an important day tomorrow, not just to figure out, you know, can he play in the second game of this series, but can he play this weekend in Boston? So, you know, because he mentioned, you know, you start adding up the days that he's missed, and, and it might be time to, you know, he alluded to the fact that, that you know, it could be an IL kind of thing, but but we'll see. It truly is day to day, and if he feels better tomorrow, then yeah, I think he'll be out there. Sounds good. Ryan Herrera and Vinny Duber out at uh, Wrigley Field. You can read their stuff at allchgo.com. Make sure you get a membership, guys. Uh, we'll see you later. Uh, go get warm and do it again Take tomorrow, care. I guess. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. See you guys tomorrow. Speaking of uh, CHGO, one way to help us grow is uh, download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get two risk-free bets up two grand, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that web content we were just talking about, and you get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Lots of dope merch out there. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign up. Available now in Illinois, you can download the PointsBet app, register your account, start to finish, all from your phone in about three minutes. Signing up faster than ever with the easiest sports book there is, so start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet, live your bet life. PointsBet, gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And has anybody here tried Strava Craft Coffee yet? I have. have. So has Sean. You guys like it? It's great. It's a game changer, Luke. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to, you know, it gives you a little competitive edge. Strava is not only a game changer, it's uh, helped thousands of people, Sean, to improve their overall wellness and quality of life, delivering delicious, fresh-roasted, specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert, focused, without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part, Strava is all about quality. It's small batch, 
fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for looking if you're looking for that more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can get 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. Already love Strava? Well, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. And with Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees. Have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Sox win game one of four against the Cubs this season. Three to one the final at Wrigley Field. A miserable night at the ballpark. Let's recap quickly our clicks to pick and our who you got picks we did in the pregame show. And frankly, none of the four were really great. No, not at all. My guy, Yasmani, I think one for three with a walk. That's why we like him because he gets on base. Didn't score a run. If he would have scored a run, I would have won this whole damn thing. You get second place. AJ Pollock did nothing. Sean Craig, pick. Yeah, and I had Seiya Suzuki also. (laughs) Oh, Bubkiss. The the worst. The the White Sox had seven hard hit balls that were over. uh, The the top three of the top seven hard hit balls by the White Sox were by AJ Pollock. He's hitting the ball well. He's seeing the ball well. Let's get off AJ Allen Lorenz here. The the results results are coming soon, Herb. They're about results, Sean. Candy and nuts. Egan Thompson had results. (laughs) He had results. Yeah. Yeah. Anderson had results off him. Even, <laughs> even though he gave up a home run, he had to be of the four that we picked. He had the best game. Yeah, he's only given up, gave up the one run. It's fine, whatever. So if the Cubs' offense would have showed up, you know things would, could have been different. See, keep but, your head up, Cody. They're like, you just won our our uh, who you got contest. Oh, he, so he got that going for you, which I mean, is nice. Got a fist take, bump. That's what you got. And, and you won the first inning, victories. no runs. First inning, no runs. Ian Happ to get a hit. Didn't he get the loss tonight? Didn't Keegan Thompson get the loss? Anyway, Sean. No. uh, no, Scott Efros probably got the loss tonight. Yeah. Why? He didn't give up a run. Yeah, he He did. did. Yeah. Yeah, 61 mile an hour dribbler down the third base line. He he gave up the two runs. They they were unearned, though. Yeah, not an earned run. That's on me. That's on me. That's a handoff. That's on me. (laughs) Thank you for accepting. Sean's got mirrors in his house. You know what exactly. we're going to do? I got thumbs, friends. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about tomorrow's game because Cody and I don't want to talk about the first one. Okay. I don't even want to talk about the next one. <laughs> that that game is – yeah, you do. No, not yet. Because you know what? I, I feel <laughs> – if I when I looked at it ahead of time, I, I say split. That's the way I was thinking was split going into this series. And I thought the first game was probably lost. That's when I thought it was smiley because I thought, well, the Sox blast left-handers. Now they go against – Kyle Hendricks, and if you get the the good Kyle Hendricks, which is every other start right now, he was bad in the last start, right? He's pitching at home where he's great, and when he has control, he makes players chase. And Herb, you can tell me, but I think I'm right when I say the White Sox sometimes chase. Yes, sometimes they do chase. But I saw, as our guy Steven Nicholas put up on our screen, which you guys at home can't see, Jose Abreu absolutely eats versus Kyle Hendricks. Mercy. 22 at-bats, over 500 versus him. I'm waiting for that to happen tomorrow, All, along with our guy Josh Harrison, who I made fun of earlier, over 400 versus uh, Kyle Hendricks and 24 at-bats. All those at bats. Bats, probably mm-hmm. when he was with Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. We're doing well versus Kyle Hendricks. I see another victory because we got our ace going to the bump. Yeah, you got uh, Kyle Hendricks, who has a 467 ERA uh, in 10 starts against the White Sox. And since uh, 2020, the White Sox have a decent amount of hard hit balls. Luis Roberts sees him well. Andrew Vaughn sees him well. Jose Abreu, like you said, sees him well. So I do think the White Sox will have success against uh, Kyle Hendricks tomorrow. And her, you know, the big thing is, you know, I just think the White Sox uh, have Lucas Giolito going. And I think that's good enough seeing what the lineup for the Cubs is. So I'll take the White Sox in a winner tomorrow. What do you what do you like about Giolito? Is he has he been he's been he's murdered been, by the Cubs in the past, but most of the players aren't on the roster that murdered him. So and an ERA under three this season. Yeah, Lucas yeah. Giolito sometimes, as we've been discussing, Sean, sometimes doesn't have his A plus stuff, but he's a pitcher. He knows how to get out of that. Last start versus the Angels, gave up two solo home runs in the first inning, and then pretty much shut down the Angels from there, gave up another run, gave the Sox a chance to win that game. So 
every game that Lucas Giolito goes out to the bump, he'll give A-plus effort, and he's a great pitcher. Not a good pitcher. He's a great pitcher developing into a Cy Young every single year candidate pitcher is Lucas Giolito, and he is our ace, even though we have another ace in Cy Cease. Yeah, and he's a different pitcher. He throws the slider more. So you're going to see the slider more from uh, Lucas Giolito, which just makes his changeup even more deadly. It's the best changeup in uh, baseball right now, and he's really finding the life on his fastball. So I don't know if he's going to strike out a lot of guys tomorrow. Cody, I think, will still ride Lucas Giolito under uh, K's tomorrow, but I do think that he is really on his stuff where, you know, we saw Michael Kopech really locating his fastball uh, either up and in to uh, right-handed hitters today and out and away against left-handed hitters today. I do think that Lucas Giolito will be able to spot fastballs similar to Michael Kopech today. So I think you'll see uh, success from Giolito. And then it's just about the White Sox hitting Kyle Hendricks. We'll see what the weather's like. If it's a better weather day tomorrow, I'll, I'll still say, take the Sox. I'm really feeling uh, the Sox uh, minus one and a half, Cody. I think that the Sox probably are going to win a lot of games here by two runs uh, coming up. The weather's warming up, and I really am uh, I'm, I'm getting more positive here about my Southsiders. I'm going to start Lucas Giolito in my fantasy baseball league tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Cody say something nice about this the This is an all-time low. There I've never go. seen him this low before. But, I'm Sean, I will so tell annoyed. you this. Sean says, if the weather's better tomorrow, there's one thing I can guarantee. The weather can't be worse than it was tonight. <laughs> so it's looking up on the north side for that. Um, Sox win game one, three to one. Game two tomorrow, Wrigley Field, same time. We will have a pregame show at 6 o'clock right here on CHGO. Again, another crosstown showdown, pregame show, and postgame show. So thanks for dropping in and checking out the postgame show. We hope you will join us tomorrow. That's Wednesday night, game two of this series, Giolito <laughs> against Hendricks. Cubs fans hoping for a split. Sox hoping to go to the south side with a sweep. We will see you then.